0: The latest international signing period is underway and the Atlanta Braves signed 21 international prospects on Sunday, headlined by Luis Guanipa of of Venezuela for $2.5 million. Several other signings as well. We'll talk about those and why the international signing class is so important for the Braves farm system and their fortunes going forward. We'll take a look back at some previous International signing classes as well. We'll discuss all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall. Also, check out my website, ShortstopBall.com, where you can see all my previous and current work that I do in the written form. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're new We're so close. To 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. Would love to get to 5,000 by opening day. Also, if you're watching this video on YouTube, do me, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button to help support the show. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's episode, we're going to be looking at the international prospect signings that the Braves made on sunday talking about some of the bigger ones more notable ones at least money wise that the Braves signed also talking about just the importance of these signings and what it means for a farm system something the braves weren't able to do for many years because of the international signing restrictions so we'll go heavy into that we'll also take a deep dive on this miners miners monday looking at the recent international prospect signings and bioris Tavares. Uh, Diego Benitez, Douglas Cloud. We'll take a look at those guys and see how they did as they begin their professional careers. Before we get into that, though, I do want to wish you all a happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, very important day in our history to remember uh, the doctor and all that he did for the civil rights movement and how big a role baseball plays in that as well. Always a big advocate for that. I got uh, Jackie Robinson on one side. I got Hank Aaron on the other um, so I always want to remember Martin Luther King, hope you, if you have the day off, uh, that you enjoy it, reflect back on the life that he lived and what he means for our country, our society as a whole. Well, let's jump into the international prospect signings from Sunday for the Atlanta Braves day one of the international signing period, which goes on throughout the year, but obviously a lot of that gets done pretty soon. And Before we get before we get too far into this, I just want to kind of give you my thoughts on the international signing period, the way that it works. I think it's all ridiculous. And I think an international draft is way, way, way overdue. And I think it's coming. They were close this past CBA negotiations, but, uh, you know, each side kind of using it as a bargaining chip to get what they want. Uh, But it'll it'll come down the line But the way that the way that major league baseball does these international signings is so messed up. In my opinion, you have scouts who are getting handshake agreements under the table for kids who are 14 years old. Uh, It's, it's really quite strange. It's almost sick to a point where it's sickening. Um, But that's where we are. And that's the process that we live in. It's gotten better over the years. And obviously, you know what the Braves got caught doing and what other teams are known to do uh, it just always makes me feel a little uncomfortable about this whole international process. But again, it is what it is. It's what we have for now. And the Braves have or passed the restrictions now and have been for a couple of years. So they had five five million two $5,284,000 million to play with this international signing period. Any signing under $10,000 does not go against that pool money. So that's why you see them signing, you know, 21 players on day one. The biggest one, most notable, was outfielder from Venezuela, Luis Guanipa. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these names that I'm going to say today. I do apologize for that. Signed for $2.5 million. So nearly half of the Braves' bonus pool money that they had to spend, they spend on Guanipa. Ranked 34th by MLB.com and Jesse Sanchez, but he was much higher on other lists, top 15, top 10, even. 17 years old, 5'9". Other outlets had him at 5'11". These are 17-year-olds who are still going to be growing. Uh, The report from MLB Pipeline says he plays big and has a strong frame, an aggressive approach at the plate, and swings hard, which is exactly the type of hitter That the Braves tend to go after, so it seems to he seems to fit that profile. Uh, The profile, the uh, report there from MLB Pipeline, Jesse Sanchez also said that he has the instincts and the arm to stay in center field. So that's great to hear as well. Look, if you're coming to me to try to get any type of insight of how any of these players are going to be at the major league level, I'm sorry, I cannot give you give you that and. Really, honestly, nobody can. I mean, those who have scouted and scouted these players for years. They have a good idea, and they've gotten better over the year with these rankings. We're going to go through some of the rankings in past classes here in a little bit, and you're going to kind of see what I'm talking about. But do want to just highlight some of the more notable ones. Mario Baez, a shortstop from the Dominican, signed for $240,000. Profile on him talked about his plus speed. Carlos Cordero, shortstop from the Dominican, signs for 200,000. Uh, switch hitter, also solid speed. They're all young kids. They're probably all going to be pretty fast. Um, and then Hoyan Hernandez, hopefully I'm saying that right. Hopefully I wrote that down right. Uh, catching prospect, uh, signed for $40,000 as well, 5,1175 pounds. So those were the bigger ones that were announced on Sunday with money attached to them. Uh, that we know for now uh, that probably get more information about that over uh, the, the next coming days. 13 pitchers, which is a little interesting. And William Fulgham talked about that at the top. Great class to refuel the minors with 13 pitchers, two of them being lefties. Typically, you see more hitters from international um, signings. You'll see, you know, catcher, shortstop, center fielder. That's what all these kids typically are but 13 pitchers eight hitters three outfielders two catchers two shortstops and another player who was labeled as an infielder so that's the class so far again i'm sure we'll see some more come in and probably get some more numbers on these players as well again anybody under 10k doesn't go against that bonus pool so what are you hoping for with these prospects and really you know why they are so important you never know what's going to hit and again These are these scouts are doing their best. They're trying to evaluate 14-year-olds and how they're going to reject, you know, when they're when they're grown men, when they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. What are they going to to be like? And it's a really hard thing to do. It may be the hardest thing in all of baseball to do. You don't have a lot of video. You don't have, you know, a good idea of how they're going to face, you know, real competition. It's a difficult task. So you go back, you look at the 2013 class, that's when MLB Pipeline started putting out their top 30 international prospect rankings. That class featured Eloy Jimenez, Glaber Toyas, and Raphael Devers all were ranked in MLB Pipeline's top six, which is pretty incredible. But that's it. Six of the, the 30 that are on that list, you know, those are the guys that stand out. There's really no one noteworthy from the top 30 in 2014. Wascari Noah was ranked 17th in that class. Hoy Park interesting enough was ranked 13th in that class. The 2015 top 30 included Vlad Jr who was ranked seventh, Juan Soto 25th and Tatis Jr. 30th. So some really good players in that international signing class, but you'll see you know Soto was ranked 25th, Tatis Jr 30th you know even Vlad Jr. he was ranked seventh. He wasn't at the top of that class. In 2016, the top 30 included Luis Robert was ranked second, followed by Kevin Mayton, uh, is the name that a lot of Braves fans know. Lourdes Gurriel was seventh, and Randy Rosarena, 20th, were also part of that class. Again, you're looking at the top 30 from each inters- international signing class. You're talking about maybe three or four impact players at the big level. It's not a huge percentage. Uh, you look at the 2017 class when the Braves got hit with the restrictions. Otani was at the top, followed by Wander Franco. So that was a really good type of class. And you also had Julio Rodriguez at 10th. Again, three players. Now there's still some prospects from those class who are coming up, but point I'm trying to make is you know, there's no assurances with these international prospects. You're you're hoping these players who are young and athletic. And have a lot of tools that you get them in your system, and you can develop them into really good major league pieces one day. Now, who you didn't hear called out in those rankings was Ozzy Albies, who was a top, who wasn't a top thirty prospect in the 2012-2013 class. Actually, it may have been the year before MLB Pipeline started putting out um, their rankings, but he signed for th- three hundred and fifty. K Luis Barrios was the top signing for the Braves in that class at 600 K. And then Ronald Acuna Jr. Wasn't a top 30 prospect either in the 2014, uh, 2013, 2014 class. He signed for just a hundred thousand dollars. Juan Lopez was the top signing for Atlanta in that class at a million dollars. So not only can you not put a ton of stock in the international prospects you're signing, you can't put a ton of stock just by those who were ranked high and those Who signed the most? But these are very, very important to building your farm system, building out the lower levels. And every now and then you do hit the jackpot and you find an MVP level player. And the Braves, you know, very good, obviously, in their scouting department and in their development uh, down there in the minor league levels. So you feel pretty good. They get back in this uh, area where they can sign these prospects, they get them in their systems. And see what happens, and hopefully you have another Acuna or an Albies or you know even just you know, significant role players. But also they become really good trade chips if you're trying to make trades, and you throw in a, a 17, 18 year old international prospect, and you know that entices another team in a deal. The Braves haven't been able to have that icing on the cake type of topper when in trade discussions for the last several years now, and at this point. They now do. So very important to rebuilding a farm system that is way down and stop, start putting, start stockpiling some of these international prospects who have such high ceilings or so young and you can hope on a little bit in the future. So that's why this is so, so important for the Braves and a big day for them. Next, I want to talk about some of the recent international signing prospects for the Braves, how they are doing right now and what they're Outlook is for Atlanta. We'll discuss that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. You got the NFL playoffs going on right now. Watched a little bit of that over the weekend. Uh, You got NBA going on, NHL as well, soccer. They got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, they have those as well over at Bet Online. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info and to bet responsibly. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So it is Miners Monday. So I wanted to go over a couple of international prospects that the Braves signed recently. Now these are, and this will tell you, even the players signed today, it's going to be two, three years before... You really get an idea of how good they are or what they could be, but I do want to talk about some in recent classes. Ambioris Tavares was the first big signing that the Braves made as they started to come out of those international signing restrictions. He signed for 1.5 million in the 2020-2021 international class. He's 19 year old years old now, six foot, just 168 pounds. So we need to beat them up a little bit. Uh, shortstop rates as a a good hit tool. Somebody who has above average power and a very strong arm. He spent a little time at FCL Florida Coast League last year. Slash two seventy seven, three hundred four, three eighty five with one home run, three walks to twenty eight strikeouts. Uh, a bit alarming in just seventeen games, twenty eight strikeouts at a low level like that is a bit alarming. Uh, but his first taste of action since being signed, you know, didn't get a chance to play obviously with the uh, COVID and not having a Dominican summer league last year. So a lot of things kind of holding him back, him not being able to get on the field, hurting his development a little bit. Um, So just need to see more of him. Bracefield, he could stick at shortstop. He has the ability to do so, but he also has the arm to move over to third base if needed, might put more pressure on him to produce some power. But again, a guy who was signed in, you know, couple of years ago and we still don't know much about him he's still a a big unknown and he's still just 19 years old but 2023 will be somewhat of a big year for him as we'll likely see him get his first full taste of full season ball likely low A. hopefully for the majority of the season but you obviously don't want to push him somebody who hasn't had a chance to play a lot over the last couple of years but do hope to get a Get some more eyes on him. Get my eyes on him. We don't uh, haven't really seen much of him visually, uh, so would love to to have that and see him playing at low A this coming year. Diego Benitez was signed for two point five million dollars last year. The Braves' real, real first big ticket uh, item or signing since the restrictions have been lifted. Six foot one, hundred eighty pounds, seventeen years old. When he was signed, some of the notes on him drew, said he drew comparisons to Manny Machado, which is high praise uh, for the youngster. Again, kind of like Embiores Tavares could play shortstop. They feel he can, but has the arm to move to third base if needed. Slashed 196, 363, 283. That is quite an interesting slash line last year in 43 games in the Dominican Summer League. 29 walks to 37 strikeouts again. An alarming number of strikeouts at such a low level. Had more walks than hits. He had 25 hits, had 29 walks, two home runs. So, um, bit of a, an odd year for Diego Benitez and his first taste uh, at the professional level for the Braves. And then Douglas Glad also signed in that 2022 international class for 1.3 million dollars. Five foot ten, 185 pound outfielder. Uh, slash 202, 352, so another odd slash line, 356 slugging with two home runs in just 32 games in the Dominican Summer League as well. Projects as a corner outfielder with a good arm and above average power. So really kind of the same for Benitez and Glad. They both walked a lot, but they both also struck out a lot at such a low level. But again, still very young. Uh, We'll see what happens with those kids and hopefully, We'll get to see more of them in 2023. Again, at least Tavares, I would think, gets a shot at full season ball at low way. It's a chance we see Benitez and God there as well, but they're really excited to see what those kids can bring, and hopefully we see them jump up the Braves' prospect rankings because, as you know, the Braves really need some positional player prospects to move up the ladder and really start getting some positional prospects uh, coming up because they are very thin right now. It's great that they have all the, these pitching prospects, and that's certainly – I would rather have a bunch of really good pitching prospects than a bunch of really good position player prospects, especially for the Braves right now who are locked up uh, position player-wise for for several years, but would love to start seeing them have some breakout performances from some of their position player prospects. All right, I want to take one more break and come back and answer some of your questions from the chat and finish our discussion on the international signing class. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want to all the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. I'm sure yours is as well. And you want to get healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste. Then again, you got to try built bar with built healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. And they're perfect for any New Year's resolution. Built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They have unbelievable flavors like peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. Just to mention a few, you can go to built.com to see all the different flavors that they have. It's like eating a healthy candy bar. They have only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can order them online at built.com, but they're also now available at your local Walmart and Sam's club in the pharmacy section. I talked to one of my wife's friends recently who loves built bar and they were so excited that they're now in the stores and can go grab a box. You need to go grab a box as well. Go get your built bars today. One thing we've talked about with the Atlanta Braves farm system, you know, the position player wise, everything is good for several years to come. So they have, a little bit of time to build the farm system back up, but it is very important for the Atlanta Braves to not only hit in the draft, which I think they've done a good job of over the last couple of years, they got to start hitting in this international market as well. Uh, It's very important that they do so to try to build up this farm system so that you can create that depth. We talked about this on the last podcast and a listener had asked how I feel about the Braves' depth. It worries me. Uh, at the major league level, they're great. And if nobody gets injured, I feel very confident that team can win a world series, but there aren't any position player prospects waiting in the wings. If somebody goes down, they had that last year. They were able to call up a Michael Harris, Avon Grissom. They don't have that anymore. And so it's why it's so important to continue to try to and develop. And they are, it's not like they're not, but because of the restrictions, because of the graduations, their farm system is down, and that hurts their depth a good bit. So they have to hit on these prospects in the draft, in the international ranks to try to build that depth back up. Now, I want to jump into the chats real quick and look at a couple of your comments and questions. Uh, Jody says, Braves have a pretty good history with international prospects, so I feel good about it despite knowing nothing about them. And, yeah, look at this point. You got to trust the scouts who are able to see these kids, who are able to see them, and it just blows my mind, to see them at 14 and 15 years old and know, okay, this player is going to turn into Ronald Acuna Jr. or Ozzie Albies. And it's just such a difficult, and I just feel like it's so, it has to be somewhat random and just a stroke of luck when you hit on some of these international prospects, when you're scouting them at literally 13, 14 years old. Uh, Joseph's recap, any of these international signings going to be called up quickly like Acuna or Albies? Absolutely not. I don't see any of these prospects being called up within four years even. Thomas Ponce says, looking forward to what we have in Mississippi and Rome. I think you could get a shot, uh, maybe a couple in Rome this year as far as international prospects. But it's going to be fun seeing these guys come through the system here in the next couple of years. Uh, Joseph recap, I've heard that the outfield of the Braves sign is going to be good. Again, that's what I'm hearing as well. He's certainly the top prospect that the Braves signed. But as I went through with those classes that Ronald and Ozzy were in, they weren't considered the Braves' top uh, signing in those classes either. But, yes, I have heard a lot of people rave about uh, Guanipa. I'm going to have to get this name uh, right. Um, Guanipa. yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about him for sure. Andrew Coleman, do you think Ozuna could be gone before we get to spring training? I think I answered this on the mailbag podcast on Friday, but I don't think he's gone before spring training. I don't think they they trade him or cut him. I think if they they could trade him, they would have already. Um, Now, perhaps something in spring training changes that, but I don't think he's gone before spring training. I think there's a possibility he could be gone by the end of spring training, though, and I think there's certainly a possibility that he's gone by the middle of the year. Joseph recap, does Acuna have another younger brother? I think he has a couple. I know one is in the Rangers system. I believe there's another one as well, but we got to figure out how to get them all in the Braves system. I, I do like the um, the one, his brother that's with the Rangers, really solid infield prospect. Um, Joseph recap, who's a switch hitter? The Braves just signed. Um, they signed one of their international prospects was a switch hitter. Um, trying to get the name real quick carlos cordero i don't know if that's who you're speaking of or there was another signing come through that maybe i missed joe mixon i've looked at the top 30 international prospect list since 2014 and it's overwhelming that most of them never even make the majors so it's a crapshoot. and yeah like i want to get that point across here i'm not trying to um you know i'm not trying to to sell you anything that i that is not there i don't know anything about these international prospects and honestly i don't know that a lot of people do uh, other than those scouts who are you know able to see them and even then they're looking at 13 and 14 year olds a- and projecting what they could be it is like joe mixon said it's a crapshoot and again i went back and looked at all those top 30 international prospect lists, and Again, there's three or four in that list. And if they hit, a lot of them are actually really good players. I sold I you some of the notable ones. Like I didn't leave off any role players. It's either it's hit or it's a complete miss. These these prospects never see the major leagues, and a lot of them don't even see the upper levels. Kwame says several of the prospects we lost from the copy scandal are starting to break through Levon Soto. And G1 Bay are both major leaguer infielders and Abraham Gutierrez is developing into a prospect. Yeah. And we're what five, six years removed from that class. Um, Even more than that, I think we're seven or eight years removed. And some of these kids are just now starting to figure it out and make an impact. That tells you as well, that first of all, you don't want to give up on these kids, but a lot of them, it's going to take a lot of time before they can develop and become a major impact at the big league level, Frankie Torres says. I know Braves country loves Strider as do I, but do you feel uh, because he is a power pitcher throwing around 98 to 101, his career might be plagued with arm injuries, or so many of the pitchers, so many of those pitchers face? Um, the one thing about look every I say this about every starting pitcher their their arm is a ticking time bomb. At some point, something's going to blow up, and they're going to have to need surgery. You know, it's very few pitchers that get through a career. Not needing some sort of surgery or having some sort of injury, um, our arms just weren't made to do the to throw like they do, um, but Strider has already had Tommy John surgery, so he's kind of got that i don't want to say out of the way, but that's kind of almost how you feel about it these days. But look, any starting pitcher it's a risk, and especially you're throwing that hard, but you know all comes down to preparation, and I think nobody prepares better than Spencer Strider, just even off the one year and just what I hear from him, a kid's work ethic is amazing. So I don't have many concerns about him going forward, but injuries are unpredictable as, as, unpredictable as international prospect signings. Joe Wild, Jake, now that our young core is locked up long-term, we need to ensure we re- rebuild our farm system. This is why I'm against aging, ex- expensive veterans like Rosario, Zuno, Duvall, Morton, et cetera. I don't know that one has to do much with the other because it's not like those players are blocking anybody um, at the lower levels, but it is, like I said, imperative that they hit in the draft and that they hit with these international signings. Uh, Joe Mixon, I believe the Braves need to target shortstops in the draft because shortstops are usually the most athletic players and can move to different positions and add versatility. I think you're spot on there and I that's why I'm a little surprised the Braves didn't go after more infielders because that's typically what you see in these international signings you see you know a bunch of shortstops because all these kids are obviously the the best in, in their area and what they're doing and those players are going to play shortstop so generally you see a ton of shortstops get signed in these international signings but I do think they need to start going after more shortstop highly athletic type players who can add versatility, you know, shortstop center fielders going after those types of players. Joe Wild, Jake, what is the best way we can re- rebuild our prospect depth while staying contenders? Exactly what we've talked about, you know, making good decisions in the draft, getting getting quality and as much quantity as you can and going after these international prospects, scouting, scouting and development. And, you know, thankfully that's one thing the Braves are really, really good at and that's what you got to have to rebuild this farm system. But it is very important that they do that over these next three years to start building that depth for the major league level. AG, AG7 says Braves are favored to sign a top three international prospect next year. Um, shortstop third baseman Perdomo from Venezuela. I've heard that as well, that the Braves are already in. I'm on one of the top players in next year's class, so that's great. Collier Smith, I'm pretty sure the twins signed Ronald's other brother last year. Thank you for that, Collier. I thought he had another one that was signed. Um, Joe Wild, who are the future shortstop in left field of the Braves? That is the question of the offseason. I would say right now, uh, Von Grissom is the shortstop, is the future uh, shortstop for the Braves. I got no idea in left field. I at one point thought it was going to be Drew Waters, then I thought it was going to be Justin Henry malloy and now i don't know and i'm not huge on jesse franklin as we talked about on friday's podcast either but i guess he would maybe be next in line there hopefully uh, maybe it'll be one of these international prospects joseph recap if the Braves make another trade this offseason who would you want even though i just said von grissom's the future at shortstop uh the one trade out there um that i would want would probably hasong kim from the Padres somebody who's proven last year was really solid defensively again you could put him at the bottom of the order and then you could let Grissom continue to develop Joe Mixon Acuna was signed for 10 grand I think it was 100 grand and he was a hidden gem so you could find an all star out of nowhere so who knows exactly you can't can't get caught up too much with who signed for what and who was ranked what in these international signings yes these scouts and And all that watch these players do a great job. And I think it's getting even better, but you never know who's going to hit with these international prospects. Juan Soto was ranked 25th, like I said, uh, in his class. Joe Wild, is it worth it for Bauer? No, uh, I don't think so. Um, Jody has your uh, your girl in the June draft. You see the Braves going college players out of desperation for depth or going high risk, high upside. I, I thought, I always. I always said if you're in contention, you go for the college players to continue to try to rebuild that depth at the upper levels as quickly as possible, but the strategy for the Braves here lately is to go for an unknown early on that maybe has a lot of upside, you know, with Schuster um, and the guy they traded to Oakland, whose name I'm forgetting at the moment, and then take a shot later in the later rounds on some high school players with some upside like they did with A.J. smith or like they did with Cole Phillips. Um, who was injured and kind of fell back a little bit this past draft. So that's really kind of been their strategy is, is kind of take an underslot player in that first pick and then go uh, big with some upside players, you know, further on in the later of the top tens, you know, rounds four or five uh, through rounds 10. That's really kind of been their strategy here lately is kind of go for those those high upside picks a little bit later on which is a good strategy and i think they're still going to go pitching. You know, as much as we talk about them needing position player depth, i think they're going to continue to go pitching. You can never have enough pitching. Pitching prospect capital is so so important. You look at the Braves farm system right now, everybody knows it's ranked as one of the worst in baseball, and yet they're still pulling off trades for Matt Olson. They're still pulling off trades for Sean Murphy, and i think they could still pull off a trade for brian reynolds if they they wanted to or you know again i think other teams could come in and beat whatever offer they can make but i think a package is there to get it done and it's because of all the pitching prospect capital that they've accumulated uh maverick okay what do you think the probability of adam duvall coming back to the Braves is since trey mancini went to the cubs for a two-year deal um look adam duvall still didn't sign um Maybe there's nothing out there for him, and maybe he falls into the Braves' lap on a one-year, five or six million dollar deal. Would you like that over? What was it, one point five million that they signed for Luplow? Um, I think so, just because of what Adam Duvall, you know, already is a good fit with the team in the clubhouse. If you're using him correctly as a a role player, I don't love Adam Duvall as an everyday player. At this point, and I'm sure a lot of you will disagree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's still out there, and I think if you can get him on a one year deal for five or six million, I think it makes some sense for sure. Uh, Marianne Smith with the team, a must have is older players and younger to have it even. And yeah, you do have it, you do need a good mix of old with the new, and I, I think that's why a big reason why they spent 20 million on Charlie Morton to have that veteran presence. That's why they bring back a Jesse Chavez. It's why they continued to bring back a Nick Markakis back in the day to have that, you know, mix of veteran and young players. It is very important to do so. Uh, Joseph recap. Did you expect the Braves to sign an extension after the Murphy was traded? Abso- absolutely. I mean, you could almost uh, predict that, you know, I'm not a betting man, no offense to our, our sponsors at bet online, but, I would have placed a bet on the Braves extending Sean Murphy. It's just what Alex Anthopoulos is doing right now, uh, and I just think it made a lot of sense. So, um, All right, I appreciate everybody staying up late on Sunday night to record this and go over the international prospect signings. Thank you so much for your participation in the chat. If you weren't able to join live, make sure you comment down in the comment section on YouTube, and I'll get to your questions there again appreciate all the support thank you so much for listening be sure to subscribe to us on youtube if you're new hit that thumbs up button on this video if you're still watching i really do appreciate it thanks as always for listening again follow us on twitter at lockdown underscore braves you can follow me at shortstop ball also make sure that you rate review and subscribe to the lockdown braves podcast wherever you get your podcast and we will talk to you next time